my name is uh, Lesiba Daniel Mukebe. I was born in 1945 at a place called Nabum Spread. It's a town, but I was born in a farm called Rodiport. Um, I grew in the farm as a shepherd boy, but it happened that uh, I attended Nazarene Day School called Maranatha. At that school, there were two ladies who came from Johannesburg, Grace Maloleka, married by Zwani, now Mrs. Zwani, and uh, Rebecca. They came, those two ladies were prayer warriors. They preached at our school, and I was so deeply convicted in 1963, and I gave my life to Christ. And Christ changed my life completely. After some time, there was a pastor lady from Swaziland by the name of Alice Kumalo. She preached about a call, and I sensed God's call. I committed my life to Christ. In 1966, I went to Bible College. Uh, there was a lady, when I recognized that God had called me, I wanted to go to Johannesburg to work. But the missionary by the name of Doris Brown, she said, Johannesburg is a monster. If you go there as a young man, you might be swallowed up and never come back. She said, if you really are called, complete the form and go to Bible college, I'll pay all the fees. And that's what she did. She paid all the fees for all the four years that I was in, in Bible college. Um, then in 1968, I met this dear lady of mine, and I proposed her for marriage, and she agreed. And uh, we were married in 1969 at Blobeck. And uh, while we were still at the Bible College, after completing uh, Bible College, I felt that I need to go out and plant churches. I through God's grace, planted three churches, Makwiliring, Tsamahansi, and Mushate. There was a man who became my friend, Jacob Matlangu, from a Swedish alliance mission. We, I started a church in a, in, a, in a dining room. That's where we started Makwiliring. He had a church, and every Thursday we went there to pray, to read the God's word, and God did wonders because Within that three and a half years, I had already five students sent to Bible College, Murutimarema, Sibanda, and others. And uh, I was called to go to Bible College to teach, and I was there. While I was teaching there, I felt, no, this is not my place. I need to go out there. Because even if I was there, I was also pastoring a church there in 1978 uh, Renfontaine Church of the Nazarene called me and I went to Renfontaine to pastor that church and we were preaching open airs in the train mm -hmm. and while I was excited about trying to expand the work there they asked me to come to Blowback to be one of the district superintendents. At that time, they were dividing the work, the fields. 
because the district was a vast, so they divided into Blobeck, Leboa, Venda, and others. So I struggled. I didn't want to be a leader because I thought to be a leader, sometime you get hurt. But God spoke to me and said, you must be yourself. Depend on me. Uh, I will use you. And then I agreed. I became a district superintendent there for seven years at Blowback. And then we decided to combine the districts, Leboa and Blowback. It became Northwest District. And then I moved from Blowback to Sishio. I lived there in Sishio Parsonage for 12 years. And then in 1998, at the end, they asked me to be a missionary in West Africa, in Ghana. And then it happened that through God's grace, I felt led. I wanted to make sure that God is really, really meaning it, that he's going to help me. And I'm glad that I knew that God was leading me to, the, to, 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 to lead the church in West Africa. Uh, of course, there was a problem there. They didn't tell me. It was when I opened the files that I discovered that this place, they have a, a problem. But I tell you, every Saturday, my wife and I, we would fast and pray. And many of the problems, they entangled themselves because God is so faithful when we pray. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, uh, my wife, was uh, attacked by mosquitoes. She had malaria almost every month. For she stayed with me for one and a half year. And I asked permission that she should come back to South Africa. And I'll remain to finish the contract, <coughs> missionary contract. And then she came home. We decided we will take one of the churches in South Africa. But the leadership of the church asked us to go to Central Africa to coordinate the work uh, Malawi, Zambia and Zimbabwe. We resided in Harare. Uh, we stayed there. It was exciting to lead the Church of the Nazarene in those three countries. I'm glad that we have sons and daughters out there as well who loves us and we love them. We we'll continue to pray for them. I worked with missionaries there were five missionaries under my leadership and we were working so wonderfully with them. We retired 2008 and came home to South Africa. And uh, I coordinated about five districts under the leadership of Colin Elliott for a short time. I also pastored one of the church here in town. The church that I started, I thought I was trying to start a multi church, multiracial church in, in Pulukwani, mm -hmm. but that church grew in, uh, grew in uh, uh, only black, black community, black church. But I'm glad the church now is still existing. I remember during those early days, white people were coming in and going out, going in, coming and going, coming and going. But I'm glad that I officiated, I officiated only one white marriage there. It was exciting. I thought holiness will make a difference, but I realized that uh, cultures are different, even among the whites themselves. Uh, by God's grace, 
the Lord has helped us. We are blessed with uh, three children, Teboho, Jubilee, and Daphne. Today we are blessed with eight grandchildren. Amen. It's exciting. We started a ministry, New Life in Christ Church. If any man is in Christ, is a new creature. The old is gone and the new has come. So we retired for the second time this year, handed over the ministry into our sons and daughters to lead the ministry. It's exciting to see that my son is sensing a deep call and he walks closely with the Lord. He inquired to the Lord everything that he, every step of the way, he wanted to know the direction of the Lord. I'm excited about this. God is good all the time. The, the first church that we started is at Extension 44, near Polokwani. Uh, we started that church two, uh, 2013, that's when we started. And then another branch, it's at Tswari, just on the eastern side of uh, University of Limpopo. The other three, they are at Bochum. One at the place called uh, Hamareis, the other one at Letaling Ditachu, the other one Mahuiting. The other one is uh, Maupje, about 23 kilometers from here. The other one is Skurue, about uh, 44 kilometers. The other one is about 60 kilometers away, Kwibi, uh, Hamakala. It's exciting that God is giving us uh, people who are willing to lead these churches. And uh, they are serious about the ministry. We praise the Lord for this. I am a personal soul winner. I love to present Christ at all times. I don't want to stay with a person 10 minutes without sharing uh, the person, with the person about salvation that's my passion because what drives me is life is short you are here today tomorrow you're gone and uh, the word of god tells us that we should uh, always be prepared to share the people to tell them about the reason of our hope so salvation is one of the key that reconcile us with God. Salvation, God enriches us with four things. One, we become truly born again, the children of God. There is nothing important than a person experiencing that he or she is a child of God. Number two, salvation enriches us with the forgiveness cleansing you 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 find peace with god peace with yourself peace with others you become a righteous person you you come you you, be, you become sober you become just a good person a righteous person that's why david says i was young and i'm old i have never seen a a righteous person forsaken by the lord salvation it doesn't mean only to to escape hell but it means to be a righteous person. Mm -hmm. 
to live on this planet Earth. And when you depart from here, take exit and be with the Lord forever. The third thing that God enriches us with, you have eternal life. You have double life while you are here. Because the Bible tells us if you believe in the Son of God, you have eternal life. doesn't say you will have it. But now, right now, you have double life. You have temporary life, but something indestructible in you. Jesus Christ, he is that real life. Eternal life means, it doesn't mean that you, will not, you won't die. It means quality life. Life of righteousness, life, life of love and joy and peace and contentment. And the last thing, God enriches us. You become a famous person. Your name is registered in the book of life in heaven. You may not be known in other countries of the world, but heaven knows you. So that is my passion. My passion is to plant churches, uh, share the good news with anyone I meet with, black or white, Indians, anyone. And I, uh, God is giving me different things to give to people to read or book, give a person a book, read this and then I'll come and talk to that person or present a, go a gospel track mm -hmm. to that person. And my passion is to train others to do the same thing. Unfortunately, people don't <laughs> come to me to t for the training. So that's it. Yes, yes, uh, my son, has a plan for three years to plant three churches around here. One in Motung, one in town, and the other one I don't remember where he said, but one in Botswana, in Khabarul. Somebody said, I'm dedicated, I will plant the church for you. You would come and train. Mm -hmm. We would love to, 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 to expand to other provinces, mm -hmm. but uh, uh, the main thing is to train people, mm. to train leaders. Mm. Because you can't expand if you don't have leaders. Mm. Yeah. But I have seen one, one of our sons, <clears throat> God is blessing his ministry. He has already planted one in Pretoria and is planting another one in Free State. And he's even looking in other cities. It's just expanding. How he do it? It is through his members. When they move to that place, he follows them. Like you just said about your sister. Yeah. Uh, if I want to coach a young person, young ministers, uh, the important thing is the devotional life of a person. Uh, make sure that one saturates his life with the word of God. Because all other things, they crumble away but the word of God will stand forever. So I am encouraging young people to love the word of God. Uh, when I say devotion, I mean reading the word of God, saturate your life with the word of God. Pray every day, all the time, uh, and make sure that you are sensitive to the spirit of God because God plants a thought in your, imp he impresses. God also uses uh, circumstances around you. Um, also, I would encourage people to, to look at Jesus, to make Jesus their role model. 
whenever people are pressurizing you, persecuting you, don't retaliate. Just be at yourself. Look at Jesus. What would Jesus do if he was in this situation? And that's exactly I would encourage young people. I remember one young man, uh, he was in prison. And when I went to prison to talk to him, I said, now that you are coming out, only one thing that you must do, make sure you saturate your life with the word of God. Don't depend upon anyone else, but depend on God. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding or your experience, but in all what you do, involve God. He will never disappoint you. Well, yeah, there are many things, <laughs> many disappointing. Uh, you, you see, sometimes you sense that you want to do God's work there. And sometimes it doesn't turn the way you wanted it to be. People sometimes, they say they believe, and yet, in their hearts, they don't mean it. Those are the, the things that disappointed me. And also, uh, some pastors, you try to help them. And they don't really, uh, they don't grab or they don't, they don't have a passion out of them. You know, a person is like a wheelbarrow. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have something from inside mm -hmm. that pushes him, propels him. Mm -hmm. You know, the word of God says the love of God propels us, compels us. Mm -hmm. You know, you see people, they don't have that passion. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, those are some of the things that disappoint. But I'm excited that you find other people, you talk to them, they say, yeah, plant the church here for me and I will help you. And then they run with the church mm -hmm. without any, and you just praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, right now, I have about two churches that are just blossoming, yeah. going, you know, flowing, you know. You don't have to push. They are there. Mm -hmm. You know, the Lord is doing good. Yeah. But others, they don't. <laughs> yeah. But we, we depend on the Lord and uh, and also, uh, what really encourages me in life, because life is not easy. Mm. Yeah, even working with people sometimes is not easy. I look at the group of Jesus. Mm. He was God, mm. yet he was disappointed mm. by his very own. Mm. You look at Judas, mm. you look at Peter, but you look how Jesus handled Peter. He became something, you know. We, we need to look at Jesus. And the, the, the sons of Zebedee, they were the sons of thunder. But Jesus took care of them, you know. And they, 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 he was one, I mean, John and James, he was one of the inner cycle, you know. We, we should learn from Christ. Mm -hmm. 
we shouldn't crush people too quickly or too judgmental because God knows us and he can he can turn things yes around that's what I learned and I encourage people to look at Jesus and as they are all mine. Yeah, hey, it's uh, it's difficult. It's difficult. When I went to Ghana, I realized that many of the pastors they did not really know what it means to be a Christian. And when I was there, preaching around, teaching, before I left, one of them told me, "It's now that I know what it means to be a Christian." Because I would preach, the whole altar, will, all the pastors and the people would come to the altar, you know. I remember I developed a question. I said, if you would go to a doctor and the doctor diagnoses you that you are going to die within three days, what would you do? And 99 of them would say, I would pray. And I asked them, didn't you pray this morning? Why would you pray when the, the death is knocking at the door of your life? <laughs> you should be prepared at all times. You should be ready all the time. Uh, this is one of the things that I learned outside. Uh, just because I told you that there was a problem there. People in Ghana, they were looking at the Church of the Nazareth as a rich church. And then they, they, were, they wanted to get something out of the church. And if they, do, they don't get it, they go. That, that was the difference that I, I found out there. But there were others who were serious. I remember a young man, I officiated his marriage, and I helped him to go to a and uh, Frank Mills. He was a super young man. And others, you know. But many of them, they were just looking for. The church comes, and they will even tell me, you come from South Africa, a rich country, give us money. <laughs> and then in, in Malawi, it was always, they were looking for positions. They campaigned during the, uh, district assembly, they campaign, they buy shirts. I said, no, leadership is not that way. Leadership should follow after you. You mustn't seek after leadership. Yeah. So those are the elements. And, and, and in spite of that, they are also good people, wonderful people who love the Lord wholeheartedly. You know, especially in Central Africa, that's what I discovered. Good people. But they are also pretenders. <laughs> yeah. I would follow the pattern of Christ. I would choose 12 men. I would choose 12 men and spend more time with them. I would follow the pattern of Christ. When I started here, when, I, when my wife was pastoring a church, I was meeting with uh, young people here in my garage mm -hmm. every Friday, mm -hmm. teaching them. Yeah. If I would start all over again, mm -hmm. I would get 12 men. Maybe I won't uh, say, I would say, uh, 
12 men, 12 months, we meet every month. We talk, we teach us, others, and we talk serious matters about this life and life to come. Uh, that's, that's what I would do if I wanted to, I would start over again. Uh, that I would just follow Christ because I'm not wiser than him. <laughs> I would follow his pattern. I will follow his pattern. Not, not, on, not that I will only seek men. Mm. I will also challenge my wife to do the same thing. Mm. Gather women, 12 women. Mm. Every month meet with them. You know very well, my wife used to meet with you every, is it every Friday? Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Look, your products, <laughs> you know. If I, if I will start over again, I will follow the pattern of Christ. Not here, 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 no. Because look, the 12 men, although not of all of them, they turned the world upside down. The gospel has reached me. So why don't we follow his pattern? Yeah. <laughs>